Hello and welcome to another edition of the American Scouser podcast. Uh, my name is Kozzy and with me tonight I have Jamie and Hooch. How are we guys? Great mate, not good. too bad. It's right lads, it's right. Um, so this podcast is going to, not really going to be a recap of the Arsenal game. So just so you know, listeners, we did do a wonderful podcast. Um, to be honest, it was the best one we've ever done. But unfortunately, we have lost the recording. So we won't be able to get that out to you, which is really unfortunate. So there's going to be a bit of a catch-up on um, all the day's events this week. Um, before we get started, I just wanted to kind of say our thoughts at all with uh, Luis Enrique, who uh, lost his daughter today um, of cancer at the age of nine. So I know all our thoughts and all the Liverpool family and community. I'll all think of him anyway before we um, get started. So, yeah, all think of him right now. Um, but anyway... Right, guys, I'm just going to touch briefly on Liverpool Arsenal because it feels like a lifetime ago, to be honest. I just want to know, a quick minute, what, you, what are your thoughts and your, your man of the match, basically? Future, come to you. Um, he seems to be clicking on all um, And it's Arsenal at home, so I was confident. It's like when we play Tottenham, you just know that if the game's close, we're going to pull it out at the end one way or the other. And you know when Arsenal comes to Anfield, it's just a matter of time before we put two, three, and maybe four past them. It's unfortunate we didn't get a clean sheet. Um, you know, it's, a, it's a shitty goal to give up in the like, 83rd, 84th minute. It would have been nice for um, Adrian to have a clean sheet at home. Um, but, I mean, I think we played solid on uh, all fronts. Really nothing to be concerned about. Everybody looks like they're – we just picked up uh, rocking and rolling. It's almost like the opposite of last year. We kind of struggled coming out of the gate. We were sluggish. This year it just seems like every game we just come in and it's balls to the wall, uh, heavy, metal, heavy metal football. It's a joy to watch and it's a joy to be a part of. Yeah, Jamie, welcome to you, mate. It seems like all the players basically got a 7 out of 10, but Mo Salah got an 8, really. That was the kind of game it was. Yeah, I mean, Mo, Mo obviously gets the plaudits for, for, his, um, for his penalty and his – fantastic breakaway goal but um i don't know i i kind of had a, a a small eye on bobby just because he's the unsung hero and he he was just you know subtly running the game and um he's just great to watch on on and off the ball so um if i could i'd i'd give him my man of the match every game but um like you said, you know, everybody gets sevens, but Mo gets the eight. Yeah, I think yeah. it was just one of them games, early guys. To be honest, um, yeah, I, and I said, I said it on the previous, the lost, the lost podcast, really. That if they're the third or fourth best team in the league, then we are steeds ahead. So, my, I think my man of the match I picked was Firmino. Um, Jamie, I think you went with Firmino, and I think Gordon went with Salah. So, yeah, if you choose your man of the match, mate. Uh, probably Mo, just because, I mean, he's just up and down wing. And then the, my favorite thing, when he takes his penalty kicks, like you'll see a lot of players now, they kind of hesitate and try to trick the keeper into making the first move. Mo just runs up and it's like, here's my best shot. Just try to stop it. Like, guess right, it still doesn't matter. It's fun to, it's, you know, the way everybody goes about it now and tries to make a highlight out of it. Mo's almost like a throwback where he's like, here's my shot. You know what's coming. I'm going to run up 100 miles an hour, just put my laces through it and just blast it through the back of the net. Um, it's kind of a refreshing way to take it and uh, 
today's football, everybody's dancing around and doing this and doing that and tap dancing up to the ball. He just lines up and just blasts it every time. Yeah, gone the game all. I think um, it's the best penalty he's ever took for us anyway. But uh, right, we'll move on there, guys, because we've got so much to get through, really, um, tonight. Another thing that happens, is, which is a really good sign, when your team's successful, you can be in two, two cup draws in two days. So we'll go to the biggest cup, the Carabao Cup. Um, <laughs> Jamie, I'll come to you. Um, MK Don's away. The old former World London. I don't know if any of our American friends will know who they are. Um, a very controversial football club, let's just say. So if anyone who doesn't really know the backstory, they were a team called World London FC. They actually beat Liverpool in the FA Cup in 88, I think. Benny Jones and all that jazz. Lottie Sanchez got the winner. The crazy and, uh, gang. The crazy gang. Because, trust me, and guys, if you are new to uh, football and soccer and things and you do want to know the history, there is a wonderful documentary called The Crazy Gang on YouTube. It's an hour long. And it goes into the, ba- the back of 90s football and 80s football with this team. So really give that a watch. But anyway, um, what happened was we opened them went bankrupt. The owner thought it'd be a good idea to just move the team to another place called Milton Keynes. Now, I know that happens a lot in uh, American football where you can just move franchises. For example, the Oakland Raiders are going to Vegas. You just don't do that in soccer. That's never happened before. They were the first club in the UK to ever do it. Uh, and he just he kept the name Dons, but just changed it to Milton Keynes Dons. They were only formed 15 years ago, I believe. Um, so that's kind of like why they're such a controversial club in the UK, because they, t- they still managed to maintain the league status. So, I don't know if you guys are following, but what happened to Bury and what are happening to Bolton, where they're getting relegated out the Football League, what he decided to do was just move, basically change the name and start a new company like you would. And he managed to maintain their league position. So, there's a quick background on them for you. Um, Jamie, I'll come to you first. MK Don's away. We should be doing the business, surely. Come on. Yeah, I mean, it, it's... it's uh... It's quite funny, quite uh, coincidental, because I, I seem to have spoken about MK Dons to a couple of my mates this week, just with the whole um, Bury and Bolton um, financial takeover and possibly liquidation of the club and blah, blah, blah. But um, you're absolutely right. We should, uh, we should field a fairly young and inexperienced team and still walk away with the points here or with them. Um, with the advance into the next round for the Carabao, so yeah, it'll be a good uh, opportunity for the kids. Definitely, I'm going to um, come to you guys. I'm going to start to shout. I'm going to start throwing a few players at you. So, who to come to you first? Uh, Brewster, Lalana, Shakiri, Curtis Jones. We'll all be looking for a start in this game. Um, I think I, mean, you, I don't. I don't think you can start them all only because that's such a group just to throw together and we've seen in the past you know just because you uh rotating squad like that doesn't always work you need to have some mainstays in there just to hold the glue together um but i like to see curtis jones get a run out um shakiri's in witness protect protection so i'd like to see him go out and get a start um i don't know what he did or i i, I don't know because it seemed like the beginning of last year he was like the super sub he was the darling of the cop he came you know two goals against uh, the scum. It's just after the new year, shortly after that, he just disappeared. So I don't know if it's something he's doing in training that you, you know, we don't see or we're not privy to. Um, but I think Shakir, if you if you're not going to play him in the Premier League, then maybe this is you have to play him here just to get him some minutes. 
you know, God forbid somebody on our front line gets injured and mm-hmm. you have to have some uh, game minutes in those legs to be able to get them out there for 75, 80 minutes. So I think Jones up front would be uh, good for him. And then I'd like to see Shakiri just get a run out. Um, we kind of know at this point what we're going to get from Lalana. Um, he'll run hard. Um, but I think at this point in his career, it's hard to really, with his injury history, it's hard to bank too much on him um, for a full-time contribution. But, um, yeah, I would go with Curtis Jones and Shakiri out of start for sure. Brewster? Ryan Brewster? Ah, yeah, put Brewster up there too. you got to think. Um, I, just wanna, I just want to tell you when the fixture is. So, the, um, the fixture is in between, I think it's United, I believe. I might need to I might need to Google that again, but I'm sure it's in between United. So it is going to be a, a kind of game where I think Hoover's going to get a game. I think Lovren will probably get a game, um, but Liverpool should have more than enough anyway. Um, but we're going to move swiftly on, guys, um, because there's so much to get through um, just off the top of my head right now. So I'm going to bring up before today's draw, which I know we're all going to probably get stuck into in a bit. It's sort of what I, I, I kind of want to tread lightly on. Um, because we don't know the full situation. But it seems like young Bobby Duncan's been making a bit of a scene for himself on old Twitter there. Um, his agent released a statement about how unhappy he was at the club. Uh, managed to throw in, I believe, his pay and money about four times into the statement. It's not about money. It's not about pay. Um, and also managed to um, squeeze his cousin Stephen Gerrard into the statement, which Jamie Carragher duly picked up on on Twitter and informed the agents who then let's just say, had some very uh, derogatory terms to say about Michael Edwards. Uh, Jamie, I'll come to you. We don't know the full story. Um, there is rumours of mental health and things, and of course, if that is true, then we're all behind Bobby Duncan, and we all feel for him, and we're all with him, 100%. I just want to kind of get your take on it, really, without knowing the full story. Yeah, um, just to, to briefly touch back and clarify, uh, we play MK Dons in between... Uh, Chelsea and Sheffield United. It's Got the it. last week of September. Yeah. But um, yeah, the the Bobby Duncan situation is um, it's it's clearly something that neither neither side, uh, the club or himself or probably even his agent, want. You know, it's um, it's unnecessary. Um, and if there is some kind of bullying issue with the club um Klopp and and the 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 board members will be the first ones to squash that um rightfully so Jamie Carragher got involved um he was always the loudest player on the pitch and <laughs> it's uh it's good to to see him sticking his two cents in because his two cents are are worth a lot more than uh, than people would give give credit for. Um, obviously, if there is a problem, well, look at at that age, Bobby, the 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 professional, just needs to get his head down and and do his work. You know, he's had a preseason with the club, and I I don't know. I just I just want to see the lad get back to to football and what he does best. And um, it would be it would be a bit of a shame. If uh, if it was going to end like this, you know, obviously mm-hmm. he was at City, and for City to to cut ties with him, I don't know. It would just seem like a shame if if Liverpool were to cut ties with him all because of uh, 
his agent basically being in his ear and telling him, look, you're the best in the world. You're the best in the world. You want to be getting games and getting miss- minutes. Of course you want to be getting games and getting minutes, but I don't know. It's a, it's a tough situation. Um, let's, let's hope he gets to the bottom of it and, and gets his head down and plays some football. Yeah, um, I couldn't agree more really. Huge welcome to you. Um, the kid's 18. Um, it seems like his agent has given him some absolutely horrific, horrific advice here. Um, he has untweeted the tweet. He has unfavored the tweet. It's like he has nothing to do with the tweet. Um, now, you need to tread lightly, of course, because next time you an issue regarding his mental health, then by all means, I understand. It seems like to me from the outside looking in, who does not know the full details, by the way, um, that it's an extremely bad advice on a very, very young man. Yeah, I've saw clips um, since the story broke. I really didn't delve in too much into it. Um, but I'm kind of looking up the tweets and stuff now. And uh, I mean, I think that maybe the biggest takeaway is that his agent has since deleted his Twitter because he got such a huge backlash. So you would think that if it was if it was as serious as um, his agent let on, you would keep your Twitter and try to stick up for yourself and your client, other than just like setting of um, like set fire and then walking away from it and leaving everybody else to pick up the pieces. Um, so it's tough, you know, an eighteen-year-old kid. You know, if if you're as good as he is and as rated as he is, since the time you've ever stepped on a football pitch, you've been probably the best player on there. Um, and everything yeah. it's kind of come so naturally to you. So maybe it's the fact that he's behind, a little bit behind in the pecking order. Um, but, yeah, I hope that, you know, he gets the right people around him. And if it is a mental uh, health issue, you know, he takes a step away from it. Because we just saw with, um, here in the States, Andrew Luck, you know, 29 years old at the top of his profession, yeah. going through injuries, he goes, it's not the physical. He goes, it's just the mental uh, rehab. Um, he needs to get away. So I'm hoping he – um. You know, if there is an issue, Bobby takes the uh, steps to, you know, surround himself with the family and the right people, um, and he just gets himself right. And whether, you know, he comes back and plays for us or not, you know, at the end of the day, we're talking about an 18-year-old kid. And I mean, I know what I was like when I was 18 in high school. Yeah, you, know, you, just, you got all your thoughts going on. Never mind, you know, being a, one of the um, most highest-rated young players, especially for a club like Liverpool, and you got everybody pulling at you different ways. Um, you know, the agent wants to get the most out of him because he wants to get his money, you know, down the line. It's just, uh, you just hope that the agent's not exploiting him for his own personal gain. Like I said, with him deleting his uh, Twitter and that, it doesn't look like, you know, he just kind of threw something out there. Oh, this landed pretty bad, so I'm just going to delete my Twitter instead of sticking up for my client at the end of the day. Now, it's just, now you, like you said, we don't really know what's going on. There's more questions than we have answers. Yeah, I think, you know, the outside looking in on what's happened, I think the only way he comes back from this is that cousin Stephen kind of gets on the phone and goes, listen, he's made a mistake kind of thing, because I don't care how good you are, no club will have this, no football club will deal with this, bull, you know, the bull crap that his agents kind of what you're spewing out, really. You don't attack club legends. <laughs> it's just like, it's it's number one. It's it's just number one paramount of what you just don't do. Um, You know, imagine, you know, it just—it seems ludicrous to me. Imagine, imagine standing up with the Chicago Bulls and slating Michael Jordan. That's exactly you know with Jamie Carragher kind of. That's the kind of level we're talking about here. This is not, you know, 
I just think it's a very touchy situation. We just kind of don't know the uh, the full thing. But anyway, just thought we got to bring it up really because it is pertinent to the news with the Reds. So, um, right, Hugh Chuckle wants to shut a bit more uh, light-hearted. Virgil Van Dijk's the best player in the world. Who would have thought it? You got a little. Uh, you got the worst-looking award in the world today. Probably the most <laughs> trophy in the history of any kind of sport in the world, right? But it proves that he's the best player in Europe, and we already knew that. We already knew that anyway. Yeah, I think it just shows. Um, you know, anytime a defender gets an award like that, it really shows how big of an impact he has to have. Because, you know, a lot of times, like the tackles and stuff, like they don't show up in the stats, or how he controls the ball in the air doesn't show up in the stats. Um, but to be, you know, he gets the, the award ahead of Messi and uh, Ronaldo, who's you know two of Europe's darlings. Um, it's just nice to see. Um, and, you know, you could almost expect, you know, if he played for like United or one of the clubs in London, to get you know this this publicity out the ass anytime they do anything. Um, but for him to win it like that, I think it really shows um, the voters' understanding of how much he really means to the club, and then you know, just his impact on. World football in a whole. Yeah. Um, Jamie, I'll come to you. Uh, two things. Is it the worst looking trophy in the world? And number two, um, it probably just confirms that he's probably going to win the Ballon d'Or as well. Yeah, I, I think you're pretty much spot on with the worst looking trophy in the world. I mean, it, it <laughs> looks worse. it looks about as bad as that bust of Ronaldo's face. Oh, oh mate, <laughs> it's like they've got the Champions League, it's open and just melted it down. Oh, man, this is a <laughs> pile <it>? of goop. <laughs> um, a, a quick mention as well has to go out to Cantona's mental speech. Oh, fuck me. Mate. How, who let that man on the stage looking like that? Mate, he must have been, honestly, he showed up like he just got off the sun lounger for the start. Which I'm all for, by the way. I, I you know, a football frustrates me because it is for the fans, and they make it about the suits, which frustrates me. But we just show up out of the sun lounge and start talking about this weird alien, and they're like, "Bro, stay off the drugs, man." Don't do well, drugs. he's a spokesman for which beer is it again? Is it Coors? I can't remember. Some European beer, maybe it's. It doesn't matter. But he, yeah. he clearly had a few scoops before he came onto the stage. Unbelievable. Um, and what was your second question again? Uh, Van Dijk. Van Dijk really, and he's probably going to win the Ballon d'Or. I he should do, you know. And uh, defender or not, um, he he deserves it. He he played out of his skin. Um, and and just a, a quick mention, he Virgil did look good in his suit. Like I know he looks good oh. in the red, in a red kit. But Jesus Christ, the man the man sharpens up, doesn't he? Oh, fella, the photo of him, him and Allison, mate, I think I'm pregnant. Never mind the woman. For real. Unbelievable. What a, what a guy. Uh, just seeing old guys, yeah, Allison also got goalkeeper of the year, which we all already knew anyway. You just have these rewards just to confirm who is the best players in their position. And, you know, Virgil Van Dijk got the best defender, the best player, and Allison Becker got the best goalie, which we kind of already knew. So, um, Right, we will move on to the Champions League draw. I think it's really nice of UEFA to put three championship sides in it for Man City to draw. That's really nice. It feels like every time in the group stage, they draw three championship sides, which is really nice. It's really nice. 
great. Hasn't helped them in years gone past either, has it? Oh, mate, like, again, through the championship, the three championship teams, they would not suffer having the championship. But anyway, I'm going off on tangents here, but it frustrates the fuck out of me, right? Let's get that right. I was like, oh, give them Atletico. Let's see them have a good game. But anyway, Liverpool, uh, they drew Napoli, uh, Red Bull Salzburg, and Genk. Hooch, I'll come to you first. What's your reaction to the draw? And what do you think? Uh, I think you know it's a good draw for us. Uh, we should definitely go through. I think you know we should even probably win. I know we struggled last year a little bit away from home um, in these group stages, but we had to go to uh, uh, what Belgrade. And yeah, if you ever there's a there's a clip on YouTube of them of walking from the visitors' dressing room out to the stadium. Yeah, yeah. And it's graffiti and riot police, and you can hear the whole stadium bouncing and shaking. I mean, it's a it's, it's a tough place to play. Uh, it would look like. Um, but I think we got a little bit of an easier draw. I definitely expect us to get it through. But yeah, I echo uh, Kazi's sentiments. And when I saw it, and I saw City and who they got, I mean, it, there's nobody. I mean, they could play their second squad and probably still almost go perfect in it. Um, yeah. It, it's almost, you know, you don't want to say, you know, the conspiracy or their pain or whatever it is. But, uh, but, you know, like last year's group and this year's group is like, God, there's nobody in there that you even think has a chance against them. And maybe saying it's in two goals. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would like to see them thrown in, in this is somebody else, you know, even if, uh, you know, Madrid or Bayern is somebody. That they have, but it's like they're just going to uh, sleepwalk through the group stage. But, you know, Jamie said it hasn't helped them in the past. But um, not definitely like our group is favorable for us moving on. And uh, this will be a relaxing group stage, hopefully. Yeah, um, I couldn't agree more, Jamie. I'll come to you. I think it's near enough the perfect draw for Liverpool. I wanted Benfica, I wanted Salzburg, and I wanted Atalanta or Genk. So I got two out of three. Um, I'll come to you. Napoli, yeah, they beat us away last year. Um, we beat them at home. Uh, listen, if, Red, if Liverpool cannot get out of this group of Red Bull, Salzburg and Genk, we have bigger issues than with the Champions League. Oh, yeah. I mean, I get the case that Napoli will be out there to to prove themselves up against us again this year. Um, like we all know, they they, uh, they they kind of made a mockery of us last last season, um, even though we, we went on and won, won it, despite all that. Um, I think uh, it's a favourable group. Um, travel taken into account as well, you know. Yep. You, City will have a, a, a nice time going to... Russia or or wherever, <laughs> yeah, and Ukraine, coming back, back and coming coming back to the Premier League, that'll be good for them, good for us. Um, so yeah, other than other than staying away from the the big teams, like we 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 really couldn't have handpicked a better group. Yeah, I I, I did see the fixtures. Uh, we play Napoli away first, but we also play Napoli Napoli at home last. I can actually see that game, the game six. I can actually see that just being handshakes all round on a nil-nil draw and we're all playing the kids because we're all going to be through. That's a, I can genuinely see that. I can see Liverpool being ahead of Napoli by a point or two and then literally it's going to be one of the, it's going to be a bit like Porto at home last year um, when we all know it's game over. No, the year before, sorry. Um, yeah, the year before when we won 5-0 away that it was nil-nil at home. Um, I can see it exactly being like that. It'll all be handshakes all round. We're both through, guys. Let's not exert ourselves here. We just got a kind of thing. I'm happy for the lads because they've never been to Austria, so they can go to Salzburg. I wish I was on that trip. And then Belgium. 
can you pick a better place to go on the beers than Belgium and Austria? So, Absolutely. You know, cheap beer, fifteen percent beer, exactly, mate. And you know, Divock Origi's own gang. Um, I think that's his boy old club. I think. Um, so that'll be nice for him. Probably get the start in them games as well because they're a bit shit. So no, I fully expect Liverpool to go through. Um, I do want to touch on the group of death, which uh, provoked the greatest reaction in the world from the Slavia Prague director <laughs> when he got through. I don't know if you've seen this reaction, Huch. It's absolutely brilliant. Um, of course, they're in pot four. Um, it found out that he was in the same group as Barcelona, Borussia Dortmund and Inter Milan, and his face just smiled and just closed his eyes to say, oh, fuck, we're on a hiding. But uh, <laughs> Huch, I'll come to you. That's probably as hard as a group for one of those big, big boys who were going to be going out. Uh, yeah, I didn't see that, but I did see uh, Dortmund's Twitter came out and said, looks like it's time to work on our corners. I did see so that. That's what we saw at Barcelona. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's going to be really interesting, though, because any one of those teams, uh, that's going to probably come down to the end. And wouldn't it be something if just somehow, you know, maybe Messi and Suarez don't get right in time and maybe they drop points early and maybe, <laughs> wouldn't it be something that they got? It didn't come through out of Group F. I mean, I'm, you're pipe dreaming, of course, because if it comes down to it, UEFA will do everything in their power to make sure that Barcelona advances. Um, but I could see it coming down to, you know, it's not going to be as easy for Barcelona as normal. And you never know, like Dortmund, Dortmund's always a tough match. Um, enter, you know, the players they've added. It's, it's going to be fun to watch that group. Um, it's going to be a, you know, match-to-match um, leapfrogging of each other. And it'll be a fun time to watch. And like I said, wouldn't it be great if somehow Barcelona doesn't make it out of that group? It just would even be even better. Yeah, uh, Jamie, I'll come to you. I think it's actually a. Um, I, I think what you're just saying is it's not as a bold thing as you could probably usually say about Barcelona. Now, this is, we all know this is an agent side. Um, of course, they've got Griezmann. They're going to have Neymar. Yes, we get it. But this is also the last season, I believe, at uh, the San Siro for Inter Milan. They are knocking it down. They're getting their own stadium. Uh, Which is a shame, you know. It is, it, it, I think, because it's one of the institutions of football, really, the San Siro. Um, so they're not going to be wanting to go out on the whim. They're not going to want to get whacked at home, either. Um, and you look at Dortmund, who were probably, attacking-wise, right, right up there with like Jaden Sancho, Marco Ruiz, you know, Alcacer and things like that. Good sides, mate. I'm not saying, you know, Barcelona are not going to get out of the group, mate, but they're going to find it really, really tough. Yeah, I've seen, uh, <laughs> I've seen a, a comment... On, on Twitter or something, just going back to your man's reaction from Slavia Prague. Oh, you know, man. I'm just here for the gifts. <laughs> like, <laughs> if somebody can just get that reaction as a gif, I'd be, that's that's all I'm here for. That's all I'm about. But um, you're completely right. Inter Milan are going to be up for it. Um, Dortmund are, are, and like Hush has said, we're, we're on the Twitter early. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. That was that was faster than a TAA corner delivery, mate. I don't <laughs> even think I don't even think they'd actually like put the name up. I think they threw the letter and they were on it. Bang, boom. <laughs> <laughs> we know where we're at. We we set our stall out early. Get the first shot in. That's what I always say. Yeah. So hopefully, in uh, in mid September, we're we're saying corner taken quickly, Royce or or something. <laughs> I think so, it's. A- I think it's one of those as well within some Milan guys, and it's someone I want to touch on because they're actually my dad. They were actually one of my dark horses, not to win it, but to go really deep in the competition. And the reason being, mate, this is a Conte in Milan. This is a good. This is going to be set up and drilled well. 
And whether you like Lukaku and Sanchez or not, mate, if he gets those guys firing, which, you know, that's a strong, strong strike force. Whether you like, you know, we, we can like them or not, and we can make jokes about them, mate. San- Lukaku usually gets 20 goals a season anyway. And then Sanchez, we already know what he can do. It's if he can pull that out of him. So I think Barcelona got the work cut out. And I tell you what, mate, whoever drops out of that group and goes into the Europa League are probably the favourites they're going to win the Europa League as well. Um, so I think it is a tough group, to be fair. But I fully expect the Reds to get through. Um, I don't really expect any of the English clubs not to get through. We got, I know Spurs got Bayern Munich, which is a great game. But the other teams, I can't remember the other teams they got with them, but they're not nothing excellent, let's just say. Um, so, yeah, no really big surprises. Um, we all would have loved to see the Real Madrid and Liverpool. I would have prayed for it, to be honest. Let's go and whack them twice and say last, year, last time was a fluke. I don't know what you guys think about that. Would you rather like Real Madrid? Oh yeah. See, look, who'd, who'd you be up for that? Yeah, I think I think you know the old saying is still uh, still sharp and still. So it would be nice to see us battle them out. You know, have a. It's like almost you know in a, American sport, you know, in baseball or hockey or whatever. If you get so far up and away, it's hard to keep that edge through the end of the regular season. If you know you qualify for the playoffs, I think it'll almost be kind of the same thing with us with Madrid. Be like um, we try to one up each other, and then the two matches against them just kind of keep our focus. You know, before, you know, we might have we might be qualified after the third match, or you know, damn near close to it. But yeah, us in Madrid would have been nice uh, to see in the group stage. Well, we'll start to knock them out in the last sixteen instead, won't we? Yeah, um, right. <laughs> right, guys, we'll move on. A uh, bit of a game this weekend. We're playing Burnley away. God, uh, Gordo on the last on the last podcast. Now we can deny he said this, but I've got a witness with me. Tooch, get a load of this. Burnley was his tip to finish in the top four. Tooch, discuss. Um, exactly. That's all we got. Yeah, I don't know. Today. Uh, I pod- I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what he was exactly in top four. I mean, yeah, I don't know I if he mean, was drinking. I don't know. Uh, Jamie, can you confirm if he was drinking? Uh, I'm drinking now, and I still can't fathom it. So I, I don't, <laughs> I don't see how. I think, uh, in in all due respect, it, I think it was. I think he, he did have a fair point. I think it was slightly tongue in cheek. It was worth it was worth the lols anyway. But oh, um, I like, he, I understand what he said. So we'll explain what he said. He said. He, can't, he sees us on open playing field this year and he can see a surprise getting into the top four because, you know, Chelsea are not the same. Spurs are suffering. United are fucking shite. And then you've got teams like Leicester, Everton, and he's saying, like, well, Burnley can be in and on there. But he said Burnley. And I started to correct him three or four times. I said, no, you never said Burnley. Like, you must have said someone else. But he went with a hooch. And this is on the Lost podcast, so he might call me a liar. But the other part about this argument is if Burnley finish in the top four, I will be going in a cave for the rest of my life for the stuff <laughs> I give that man. Yeah, I, I, shit, I, I just don't <laughs> see it. Um, I, it's just even even though you know you, the quote unquote big six, um, even though they on their down years, there still seems like they're still just pure talent wise, just heading like man yeah. to man, almost pure just. Head and shoulders above the rest of the competition. I mean, I, I, hell, Leicester won his title, what, was that three seasons looking back now? So I, anything's yeah. possible, I guess. But, I mean, I, I I just don't think Burnley has it in them week in and week out. They're just 
the way they play, I mean, although, you know, if you ask Socrates, they were tough to defend against. Um, but I just can't see them just week in, week out, just being able to grind those games out and keep everything low scoring um, through a full 38-game schedule. Maybe they hang around for a bit, but eventually water finds its level, and I think, you know, Burnley's going to find its level as well. Huge, that was a very dignified way of saying that Burnley are not going to get in the top four. I had a very different dignified way of saying it. I'm going golden, you're fucking crazy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's nice that we've got a bit of dignity in it. Uh, Jamie, I'll come to you. Top four rivals, Burnley fella. Burnley away, listen, all jokes aside, it's a tough game. They can make it really difficult for anyone. City barely won there last year. They needed the um, goal line technology to get over the line. They won 1-0. Um, I'm expecting a really tough night for Liverpool, really. Sean Dice, you know, he 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 drills his players well. Um, he 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 expects the the utmost from them. You you take one look at the lad, you you can tell he he means business. Um, <laughs> I think it was a it must be five or six years ago now when when Sam Alderdice was was managing, <laughs> and um, somebody called him Sam Alderdice because he was playing <laughs> European football. You know what? But uh, there's only one one dyke we want to be talking about, and that's Big Virgil. But um, Sean Sean Dyke or Dyke, however you want to pronounce it, he's um, he is a good manager. Ball. He's a good manager. I don't think he's a top four manager. But <laughs> like you said, you know, Turf Moor is a, a hard place to go, and he'll he'll have his players ready to to face European royalty on Saturday, and. Um, It'll be it'll be a a, a tough uh, a well fought game uh, from both sides, so we we can definitely expect them to to rise to the occasion. But um, like uh, like Hooch was saying, thirty eight games is a is a long long time to keep that mentality going. I for a team more, like Burnley, I, I just don't on, like on my serious points. I know I was uh, laughing last time and things like that, but on on like a serious note. I don't see them winning 20 games. That's the issue. You've got to get about 70 points to get in the top four, really, to, you know, to be a dead or dead. But I can't see them getting 70 points. That means they have to go and do the double over, like, six sides. And I can't see it. I can't see them winning enough away games. And they won't win every game at home. So, it's just not, you know, it's it's just not realistic for me. Um, but, Hooch, I'll come to you, Burnley. Uh, I think... They are a tough side. The hard to beat at home. Do you know what you're gonna get? He'll, he'll try. He'll, the ball will be in the in the air more than it'll be on the ground. We know all this, but um, I, Liverpool have to just win, keep winning these football matches. And it doesn't have to be pretty. It doesn't have to be nice. But Liverpool have to win this football match. Yeah, I think that's um the advantage. We, we you know we went we went through this last year through the second half of the season where. You know, every match we had a target on our back and we got everybody's best shot. And we learned how to win these tough games. You know, it's easy to win when it's wide open and you're just playing um, box to box and passes are, you know, everything's free flowing and you're playing through balls here and through balls there. Um, but last season, we really showed that we can hunker down and win these tough games 2 1, 3 1, um, even 1 0. And I think that the experience is the best teacher. And I think just falling one point shy last year really left a bad taste in those players' mouths. Um, 
it'll be different if we lost by three, you know more four points. Say you know if we were less than one game out. But you know you look back against United and West Ham and some of those games we sh- should have won. Ever Everton on the fucking road of all places. Um, where we drew. I think it really taught you know showed everybody that you have to win every match that you're favored in because if not, I mean. At one point, it, what eight millimeters, whatever the hell it was, at City, uh, cost us. So I think you know it'll be a tough match. But at the end of the day, if we just run at them, um, play our game, and if the ball's in the air, that's great. Let uh, let mm. Virgil just go up and get everything. Uh, you know, Fabinho, you know, if he's playing, he'll control the midfield. Um, maybe Hendo and Milner. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about the lineup in a second, but yeah. you know, this is put them out because they're they're grinders um they've played through this before uh this is one of those matches where it'll be tough but you know what to expect and we showed last year that we can win these types of matches we can go in and slug it out get the slums be chippy be physical and then all it takes is 10 seconds of 10 seconds of brilliance from any one of our front three and then next thing you know the ball's in the back of their net they're digging it out and then they have to attack us, and that's when we're still at our best. When teams are coming at us, and we can play on the counter, and you know, if you get one goal before you know, it could be three. Um, but I think it'll be tough. But we should definitely get three points. Yeah, um, Jay. I always say, don't I, that Jurgen Klopp was a mad away game once a season, don't I? Yeah. Show me to say this team from last season. Go ahead. So we win. The, we went there three-one. I don't remember correctly. Uh, Allison made one of the greatest saves you'll ever see. So this was just, this was just a starting lineup, of course. Allison in goal. Joe Gomez played right back. We had Joel Matip and Virgil Van Dijk. Now this was not the Joel Matip of now. This was the Joel Matip of like Bambi on Ice. Joel Matip. He had Alberto Moreno left back. He played. No, we're getting there. He played James Milner left wing. Milner left wing. He played four four two. He then then played Jordan Henderson and Abby Keita. Who was the best player on the pitch? He played Jordan Jacari right wing, and he played the Rigi and Sturridge up front. And he left Firmino and Salah on the bench, and Mane wasn't uh, wasn't on the bench. So when I tell that's you that a, that's Klopp, about as mental as it gets, isn't it, mate? When I tell you that Jurgen Klopp was a one mad away game where you go, "What the fuck have you done?" It was always Stoke, always for me, and now it was Burnley last year. Don't be surprised, mate. I know fans are not gonna like to hear. You might get banged lucky this season, right? Because it's before the international break and he might have a deal with some of the managers about playing them so he can, he can play a full 90 in this game but mate judging off that starting lineup last year mate this the, the, literally the team could be absolutely anything couldn't it that's <laughs> storage and Origi up front, up front. and Moreno Milner on the left wing Moreno left back <laughs> Salon and Firmino on the bench yeah I mean Look, whatever whatever he has at his disposal, I'm glad that he knows when and when not to use it. But mm-hmm. um, like like we all said, <laughs> Sean Sean Dykes is going to have his team and his boys up for it. Like you know, everybody knows we're the champions of Europe, and they're they're going to want to test us. Um, you know, like the old saying goes, can you do it on a cold day uh, in Stoke? Obviously, yeah. we're playing against Burnley, but um, Shame it's, not gonna be, it's not going to be a hospitable uh, welcome for us. 
So whatever we can, like he, he clearly foreseen that the ball was going to be in the air as much as it was on the ground and thought, sure, why not? We'll, we'll play Sturge and Origi. Um, so it's baffled you, Anna. It's baffled that you baffled you. Yeah, I think um, we were one 0 down. By the way, we scored three in the last thirty minutes. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought that doesn't fill you with much more hope. But no, uh, but it, but it shows that we growed into the game. You know. Yeah, he brought Firmino on sat off the bench. I think he brought Trent on as well. Yeah, so we brought Trent on as well for Gomez because that got us the whip that we needed. Um, he actually in the end he took me. He brought Moreno off. Okay, he brings Firmino on and he plays James Milner left left back this game. So we actually Milner went from left wing, which he doesn't play, to left back, which he doesn't play. Um, it was just one of them games. I think where you just had to get the result over the line. Naby Keita was excellent. I think he hit the bar from about thirty five yards out, and he was unbelievable this evening. Um, so basically, what I'm leading on to here is that who took come to you? I can see a bit of a mad one here. You know, I can see the Origi staff. I can see the Shaq staff. Because he's going to need battlers and he's going to, it's going to be, listen, it's going to be horrible. It is really going to be tough. And any of them players who've got these little niggling injuries, you know, where something's a bit tight, they can play on. You do not want to be getting kicked around the pitch at Turf Moor. <clears throat> Let me get my singing voice out here. <clears throat> James Milner, James Milner running down the wing <laughs> doesn't exactly have the, the same. Oh, <laughs> no, I, I no, I really don't. Um, I th- I can see you know Riggy getting a start, and you know a year ago this time you would have thought it was crazy, but how he showed his medal on uh, his importance through the last, um, you know, last three four months of last year, and how, even when he's come on this time this season, he's really shown that he could be a reliable player to plug in here and there. Um, you know, if you don't get the same. Uh, you know, maybe he doesn't get feared as much as you know, Mane or a player like that. But he he's proven that you know he's a solid replacement. Um, for a match like this, when you maybe need a more, I don't want to say more of a pure striker because Mane just scoring every which way but every which way but left right now. Um, but you know, a Ricky coming in wouldn't be the worst thing. Maybe this is one of those matches you give Shaq a run. Uh, like you said, you get the international break, so you get two weeks off. So you really look at it. Even you know, Mane he really didn't have a he didn't have a summer off. He went right from the Cup of Nations yeah. right back into it. So maybe you give him this match off. Hey, we'll throw you on a bench if, you know, if shit hits the fan, all right, we'll throw you one in the second half. But, you know, you give him this break, then you kind of, you know, see what an international break. Maybe he doesn't have to play. You got this is maybe, maybe this is his three-week break he gets off. Uh, you know, you get little handshake deals like you said uh, with uh, manager, international managers, but yeah. yeah, maybe this is one of those ones you can afford. To you know it's going to be a, it's going to be a just a, a shit game. It's going to be a tough, and so you can maybe get away with. You don't need your most skilled players. Yeah. Maybe you need your tougher, you know, like your Milners yeah. and Hendos in the midfield to just muck it up, and you can go. All right, we're not going to blow the doors off this team. They won't let us do it, but you know we can get away with a two to one, just grind it out victory, and then. Everybody take two weeks off, and then we'll see you uh, after the international break. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, really. Um, I, the other thing I want to suggest is, Lance, uh, Jamie, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let this uh, marinate for a second. So remember when Ragnar Klavan got the winner there a couple of years ago, late on? Um, I do. I yeah. think it was New Year's Day. 
Yeah, New Year's Day. And um, basically, his, his team then gets madder, gets crazier. Joe Gomez, Clavin, Lovren, Trent. In his midfield was Emre Chan, Oxley Chamberlain, Gini Wijnaldum. He played Adam Lallana in the forward three with Mane and Dominic Solanke. So, to say he loves a mad one, lad. He loves a mad one. So, I'm going to let that marinate for a second and I'm going to come to your, um, your starting 11. But I think we're all going to agree that the, defense, the goalie and the defence picks themselves. Um, so, Jamie, huge. I want you to have a bit of a discussion who you're putting in your, front, uh, your midfield three. I think, like like you just said there, he, he picks battlers for this game, you know? So, maybe maybe Genie and Ox again, and uh, Fabinho, I would go with. Genie, Ox, Fabinho. What's your reckon, Hooch? Um, I think you, know, you need Hendo as much. You know, this type of match, it, it suits him. It's, it's, he's going to run for you. He's going to get in there and get dirty. Uh, so I think Hendo starts, and I think at this point you just need Fabinho back there. Um, the pass he gave the Mo for the goal against Arsenal was just out of this world. It really came from nothing. It was just he just saw it, and you know it's the type of play in this game, especially that if he could pick that out one or two times, that works. And then I really think you know Milner gets a, a start here because if not now, like, you know you get two weeks off and. You have to balance it. I get he's getting older, so you have to balance his minute, but maybe this is a good match for him to get out there and just tell, hey, here's your we're giving you 75 minutes. Just run through a fucking brick wall for us. Just make your tackles, get, you know, just take the hits, you dish out hits, mock it up. Um, and then yes, I would go Hendo, Milner, and Fabinho in the midfield. Yeah, I think I've got to agree with Hooch. I think that's what he's gonna go for as well. I think it will be Fabinho. Sorry, Fabinho, Henderson, and um, Milner, I can actually see Origi getting the start over Sadio for the break kind of um, aspect. The Shaq one interests me a lot. Not that he's going to do it, but I definitely see Shaq in this game somehow or some way. Um, whether that's off the bench, whether that's one of his first subs, I'm not sure, but I definitely see it. Um, Hitch, I come to you. What's your score prediction? I want to say 3 1 because I still think as tough as it's going to be, um, we're just, still, you have to, you know, this is one of those games where it'll be close, it'll be tight, but, you know, maybe we're up 2 nothing, and then we get a third, we go 3 0, maybe they pull one back, or maybe it's just we up 2 1 and they throw everything forward at us, and we sneak, a, we sneak one out of the back, but I'm going to say 3 1 for us. Awesome, Jamie. What's your definition? Well, I can't go with three one because I went with uh, I went with three one against Arsenal and I ended up being right. And I'm only mentioning it once. I've, I've been right once all season with my predictions. That's it. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. Um, I'll I'll stick with four two. Our our last outing against them, we we won four two. So let's let's go with a four two again. I'll go with I'll go one to Liverpool. I think it'll be a. A bastard of a match, and I think Liverpool have to get a clean sheet eventually. We were unlucky against Southampton, really to concede, and you know, I think it's just going to be one of those games where it's not going to be pretty for anyone involved. But just get the win and get away from there as soon as you can. The main thing is, I always look at these kind of games. I know people don't really like to look at other clubs and things. I look at probably six or seven games a season where City could drop points. 
and I look at Burnley away and they could drop points. I'm not saying they're going to drop points, I'm saying they could drop points. And they, you know, if you go for if so, for example, if Liverpool go there and win, they have to go there and win. Um, because that's how tight it actually is right now between both clubs. We're so good and we're so talented between all of us. We, we don't drop points many times. Yeah, you, you, you look at your normal suspects like Stamford Bridge and Old Trafford and Anfield, where City can drop points. But if you look at teams outside the top six, they went to Newcastle, lost. They went to Leicester and lost last season, and they were barely lucky to beat Burnley. So I think it's a big game for Liverpool to go and just get the win. But um, yeah, anything any, any else, guys, before we wrap it up? Hoping for a Brighton win. <laughs> I think, yeah. yeah, that's all it's going to be. There's hope, I think. Um, yeah, I think they need a miracle, don't they, guys? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we're all, we're all, we're still going to be two points ahead by the end of the weekend, so we'll take it. Uh, anyway, guys, we're going to wrap this up. Um, loads of stuff to get through with it. It's been a bit short than usual. We've had so much stuff, so we'll kind of race through it all. So everyone, like, share and subscribe to the page. Um, join us for a chat in the Liverpool FC America Facebook group. Um, all good fun. Just general Liverpool fans all having a gab about the footy. What more could you ask for? Keep on being unbearable. It's the best way to be. Have a good night, guys. Awesome, lads. Cheers.